Hello and welcome to the We Might Be Biased podcast. Uh, this is uh, episode three. Hi, everyone. Mastin here alongside David. David, hello. Good evening, Mastin. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Excellent. Uh, we are without Scott tonight, uh, so it'll just be the two of us, which uh, in many ways will be better anyways, I feel, uh, especially <laughs> given that this podcast was neither of our ideas. <laughs> uh, to, to happen to to take place in the first place, so should be uh, should be quite interesting. So I wanted to ask you, David, and I don't know whether you watched the game, but but just in general general thoughts before we dive into to Michigan centric thing, is Virginia Tech's entrance with Inter Sandman lame or cool? Oh boy! Uh, now here's a question I have that you may not be able to answer: Do they do it during the daytime? <laughs> It sometimes does lose it loses its luster a little bit if you get yes, the moon kickoff. <laughs> very much uh, dependent on the uh, the atmosphere. Like if it's a night game, oh yeah, give me the Metallica, the, uh, the uh, that that beat. That's that's fantastic. But if it's like yeah, if it's noon or three thirty, I'm just like no, oh, okay, well, <laughs> this, yeah, this not is exactly, not uh, you know the Prince of Darkness. Yes, <laughs> vibe that they've got going there. It would also yeah. help if they fielded a somewhat competent football team. Uh, yeah, to pair with the entrance. But uh, I watched the <laughs> I watched the entrance on Kirk Herbstreet's Twitter feed because um, he had recorded it with okay. the cell phone or with whatever he was in the booth, and I I caught myself kind of saying this seems kind of cool. And and previously I would have been very much get off my lawn, give me the marching band kind of person um but at night uh, it looked pretty cool i, I yeah thought. yeah yeah i mean i i don't i don't want it anywhere near michigan stadium no. but i i could definitely appreciate you know that that kind of thing uh elsewhere but yeah yeah we've it's we're we're, we're too crusty for that uh much, in our own much too blue-blooded for for that nonsense but, but yeah, no night night only please it's a little bit like uh it's a little bit like or i feel about oregon's uniforms which is like Oregon's uniforms are their tradition is they do crazy stuff with their uniforms and like mm -hmm. just like our tradition is the maize and blue Penn State uh, is is the blue and the, and the all whites uh, aways and everything else like their tradition is crazy things so when they come out with crazy things I go okay that's kind of cool I get it uh, but I don't want <laughs> yeah to yeah, that, yeah that's the problem it's like we all okay we get it right like like. like don't try to tell me that, oh, this one's different than one we've done ever before because there's a uh, matte painting more on the helmet than, than like this last that? time that we wore all white. Matt, uh, do you like the matte blue uh, contrasted with the yellow sort of glow? I, I do. Yeah. I really, I, I, I even liked the all matte helmets back in that bowl game because I just think it, it pops more because uh, you're not, you know, I have, I have a problem with Notre Dame's helmet because it's just basically, oh, I want to see a reflection of the field slightly distorted <laughs> at this point. In your old, stupid gold helmet. Old, but, like, CRT tube TVs wouldn't have been able to handle Notre Dame's helmets. Yes, yes. They would have but, uh, yeah, I, th I think they pop much better on, on, the, on the TV screen these days uh, with the matte blue. The so. blue face mask is, is the change that I think is, is goes, goes highly underappreciated. I, I think you're right, because I, I, I think I don't even notice it now, but, right. but it, does, it does look much cleaner. Kind of modernized the look a little bit with uh, while, while remaining quite traditional, which is yeah. We get it, thing. kids. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of night games, we've got Wisconsin this week. Uh, kickoff at eight thirty, I believe. Just is that really right? late? Yeah, and uh, it will be the, the now. Now is this the formal under the lights game uh, that they're they're trying their hardest to brand? I think I, I, I just I, am really hoping that that. Stops because it's it's just just call the night. It's enough. It's fine. We, no, I think the first time. Okay, fine. First time ever doing it there. But now it's like, yeah, it's it. Yeah, yeah. The sun's down. It's. I mean, we do night games now at Michigan Stadium. It's fine. Yeah. We just do night games. <laughs> yes. Not, yeah. night, oh, it's a, it's a, it's at night. I don't need a. I don't need a. I don't need a, an email from the M Den in my inbox uh, extolling the virtues of their new Michigan versus Wisconsin under the lights T-shirts that they've <laughs> that they've made. I don't need it. Yeah. Uh, so, so we'll get into, we'll get into a little bit of Wisconsin last week, Marilyn, David, you said, uh, that it was going to be a blowout and it was, it was even more of a blowout. I thought than the store, than the scoreboard would have indicated 
And the Definitely. big tell was right when I started to get queasy uh, as as Shea Patterson was picked off um, uh, on that that sideline throw to Gentry. I looked, I, I looked, and and I think somebody on my Twitter feed mentioned. I think Maryland had like 17 yards of total offense. <laughs> yeah. And so I kind of said, okay, there's some weird stuff going on here that the scoreboard is going to look a little bit sort of uh, scary, but ultimately. Maryland is not doing anything against this team. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we can kind of point to a, an analog to last year. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong game, but it feels kind of like it was like the Rutgers game last year, right, where the offense just wasn't doing anything. I think Rutgers got a special teams play of some sort. It might, it might have been Maryland even last year. But, like, it, it was a game where you're like, well, Michigan should win this if their offense just kind of gets it together and doesn't. Right. You know, hand them the ball six more times. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely uh, annoying in the moment, but I think I a, a change from last year to this year is I ha I did not really have any concern that they weren't going to, you know, uh, get going. Uh, so uh, yes, absolutely. And 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 another thing that I just just in sort of the general feelings ball of the game, I was ready <laughs> to have. That player, that Maryland player who, who I thought cheap-shotted uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones there on that weird block in the back sequence, I was ready to have him yeah. like, removed from conference play. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I thought Maryland was very uh, cheap-shotty uh, this game. It, it did, it did kind of start to lean that way. Uh, it's, it's tough for me because I think Purdue last year was maybe the ultimate example of the last few years of that. I don't think we quite got to that level, but it was still, yeah. That, I mean, that hit, like, I, I think Brian on the M MGO blog podcast this week tried to say it was like a, a bang, bang thing, and he didn't think that he, like, saw him. And I just, I don't know if I buy that watching the I don't know about that. replay. I, I, I also don't know how, like, Donovan Peoples-Jones was, was conscious. Uh, I, I will say I got I got pretty queasy when I saw DPJ coming. It, it, I really did. I, so, I yeah. And, and they, they had... even, even if he wasn't concussed. By your sideline doctor, and I'm not suggesting that Michigan's playing any sort of uh, uh, games with that. My hunch is that he was evaluated and cleared per mm -hmm. per the policy, right? Especially after yeah. the the Shane Morris thing, Michigan's not about to play games with that. I just thought we were we were we were beating their their butts so hard at that time that like why put him back in? Just uh, you know, yeah. just run run with Ronnie Bell and run with Nico Collins and be done with it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I had that feeling I, as well, and I think I still like I would have zero had zero problem with him leaving him out. But I also was kind of thinking like he didn't he wasn't down on the field for an extended period right. of time, and and I think that our like our you know watching on TV our perception may have been a little colored by the sideline reporter saying oh he's totally out of yeah. it when they showed <laughs> then they showed him talking to the people on the sidelines and he looked. He looked all right. He looked like a, yes, yes, exactly. So I, I, yep. I, I think I, I think I could go either way on this, but I, I would also kind of at this point err on the side of caution. Uh, but, but I also, you know, have to believe that they, you know, had their due diligence. I mean, they took Nico Collins into the locker room. Well, I think it, for evaluating a similar thing. So I think, you know, had he shown those signs, he would have, he would have been. A similar thing, but yeah, I, I do agree that I would have had zero problem with him not coming back in. I mean, back in the it's game. It's just such a weird uh, concussions are so weird that you can take a hit like that and be cleared by medical staff, uh, or at least ostensibly cleared by medical staff. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes guys will, will kind of fall weird or, or whatever, and 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 they'll be they'll miss three games. And it, yeah, I, I will say in in at least my history of watching football, it. it, it didn't completely surprise me that he was back in just because those those concussions get so weird with what looks just horrendous sometimes isn't and what looks mm -hmm. innocent uh, uh, also sometimes isn't so yeah absolutely so anyways, yeah, it's kind of a weird uh, a weird play but I was ready for that guy to go I thought that the other targeting that they called on Maryland was uh, was legit thought he he there was a he, he absolutely sort of dove into the pile after the whistle had blown, leading with the crown of his helmet. That was as clear cut. I thought his timing yeah. was going. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Neither neither of those hits seemed. No, yeah, uh, here's 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 our bias coming in. But neither of those hits <laughs> seemed. We might be biased. Seem, seem similar to the to the you know the ones that Michigan's gotten dinged for this year, which much more seemed like in the run of play and trying to make a tackle sort of thing. And, and you know whether whether. We agree with or not on some of these hits, you know, that the, maybe the head kind of rising up or 
just kind of unfortunate timing, which, you know, is, is going to happen for sure. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, those definitely seemed more in the, in the t- kind of thing that they're trying to get out of the, out of the game in yeah. terms of ap- after a play is over or, or a guy is totally defenseless. It, was uh, kind it of wasn't, thing. that wasn't a, a right to your momentum as Imgo blog would put it play. Yeah. That was a, that was a conscious yeah. decision to jump in there and he got duly tossed and, and we're okay. Uh, I was also, I was surprised actually, you know, a year, even as, as recently as a year ago, I would have said Devin Bush, who, who put the hit on the quarterback in the, the very first series, I think, and got flagged for, for roughing. Um, I would have said a year ago that that was bang, bang, and that should not have even been a flag. This is football. What are we doing? And this year I was just happy he wasn't ejected for targeting. <laughs> Oh, it was only a fifty-yard or fifteen-yard penalty. I yes. mean, how wonderful! So it's just funny where where your expectations uh, rest and 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 how you think about the game and and the way it's called based around what those expectations were. Because right when it happened, I said Devin Bush is gone. Yeah, and I can I can tell you that I, I was coming home from the pumpkin patch during the the very beginning, so I was listening to the radio call, and the radio guys were like, "Oh, he's gone." They're yep. gonna they're gonna stop the play and I and then the, they didn't and they kept talking. I was like, guys, just okay, it's it's done. We don't have to keep talking about it. No, absolutely. So, uh, so I, overall, though, Maryland was never was not going to keep pace. I was worried about Maryland's super darty little um, little running backs, and they never got loose. They never got uh, they never got outside. Really, we had a couple phenomenal plays from from the linebacking position. Uh, particularly uh, Gill got sideline to sideline really well this game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was really thinking if it was going to get weird and it was going to get close, it was going to be because be because Maryland busted, you know, a couple 65-yard runs in one of those weird sort of poor tackling combined with little short, short shifty guy uh, running the ball. And, and it just never happened. And yeah, definitely. So that, that was great. I would like I, to see more of that. I definitely, I definitely agree that that's that was my expectation, and I was even surprised that I can't really remember any like shoestring tackles that that had to be made. Like everything was kind of kept in front in front of them, and that's just kind of fantastic, right? You know, uh, preparation. I think is what is what this came down to. Uh, you didn't really see that scripted drive or whatever. Which I, I the scripted drive thing. Like I understand that that's probably a real thing, but has Michigan ever scripted it? Right, I can't remember the last time we came out and we're like, "Oh, look at all these planes working immediately." <laughs> we we keep taking the football to start and then punting it right away. Yeah, like, is so, that just like something we just decide not to do? Or right? yes, apparently the best defense in the country, at least by yardage allowed statistically, gets gets got by these scripted plays. But, <laughs> but Harbaugh and company are not able to script. We don't script plays. We run also it. the concept of a scripted play is like a play you just decided like four days ago that we're going to run this. And it's like you aren't going to adapt that based off of like down and dip. Like I don't understand why that works. To be fair, I thought that the offense came. We could talk later about the offense, yeah. but I thought they came out firing this game. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, but yeah, but I, I still yeah. will always say that that you kick the ball. Like I, I agree with you. I, I agree. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, again, well, yeah, our our offense is not the 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 leading part of this team. It's it's much improved, but that's you know one not a high bar to clear, and, and two. Still not to the level of this defense, and right. you know field position is still a thing. And if you, yep. you know, kick the ball down there, you make them punt. Yeah, you, know, yep. you get the ball on the forty yard line, then you're off and running. Yep, and you get the ball at half. Uh, yes, which, which is always, I think, I think a good thing. I always get a little bit uh, upset when we don't get the ball at half. So I agree. Uh, I don't know, obviously, what Jim's going to keep doing, but, uh, but I agree. Yes. Honestly, you know, when we were prepping for for this, and and just a little inside baseball here by prepping, I mean talking for five minutes before I hit the record <laughs> button. We we were talking about the defense a little bit, and honestly, like I don't have a whole ton to say uh, about the defense here. They they were good. Um, I uh, have some concerns about the depth along the D line at this point because it does appear as though Gary's injury is going to be one of those things that's going to limit him from going a hundred percent for an entire. My hunch would be for an entire game. I think he's going to be a series to series kind of guy uh, here because when he's on the field, he's going to he's going to go a hundred percent. And he, I don't think he knows how to or is very effective ratcheted down from that level. And so my hunch is is that you're going to see him be sort of hit and miss for the rest of the year. Uh, that's a speculation on my on my part, but that would be 
that's certainly what we've seen to date. Yeah. Um, you know, Kemp goes down, uh, Dwumfor goes down. And so we're at what Jeter, Hutchinson, and Lawrence. Is that is that right, David? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if we'd even move. I say I, I would. I would say defensive end. I'm feeling okay, but it's, yeah, it's the yeah. tackle situation, like you were talking about, that's concerning. Yeah. I, I don't know about yeah. Kemp. I haven't heard any rumbling, so he might have just been kind of just a a tweak or something, and he might be yeah. fine. Like uh, I don't even know if he was asked about in the press conference to you know to that point. Uh, one four conference was was laughable when they yeah I, you know I, I know Jim has has tried to to say things at the start like I'm not going to talk about injuries and and people ask anyways and so that press conference was just sort of back and forth around who's injured and and Harbaugh not saying but, much of it but was Kemp asked about much I, I, I don't I don't know if he no. was specifically so, yeah, uh, I, so, yeah, I guess I do like Twitter like you know people I follow on Twitter don't seem to be uh, no. opining on on his status so I think I'm hoping he's okay uh for right it looks bad because i don't i mean how on earth do you go from a non-contact dude is down on the ground getting carted off to the field yeah. to a tweet three hours later that says i'm, I'm good, good. <laughs> i mean I maybe know. we're using like the grant newsom scale and he didn't almost right. lose his leg so that's right. i mean by comparison he's fantastic there was a lot of speculation about achilles there was a lot mm -hmm. of speculation about something with knee uh with with a knee that came down wrong I, you know i have no clue what to make of the Dwumpor situation given that both devin bush and michael Dwumpor himself have come come out and said basically i'm fine yeah which does not mesh at all with what i saw with my own eyeballs on the tv yeah so would uh, be nice to have a, a medical doctor to uh get the, uh, the <laughs> opinion <only>. here <laughs> if only but uh it does you know, look like there's a, a report that Aubrey Solomon has been is practicing this week. I don't know yes. how long he has to be or like how long he's been, you know, out to the degree that conditioning has been affected or anything like that. But getting him back at some point would be fantastic. Because series I, to series, if you need another large gentleman mm -hmm. in the middle to yeah. toss around some offensive linemen, that this would be the game because Wisconsin brings the offensive linemen. They bring all the offensive linemen. Yes, it, the the big men. Yeah, that's right. And so, so I, I think that uh, having this defensive line uh, as healthy as it's going to be, and with as much depth as we can possibly get, is going to be a very positive thing this game. Dwumfor was playing well too yeah. before he went down. Yeah, uh, so, definitely improving uh, de noticeably over the last two weeks. Uh, absolutely, and Chase Winovich had a Chase Winovich game, uh, which is to say that he was outstanding. And I think, I mean, are we getting with Chase into like who's who's the comparable in terms of in terms of someone on the defensive line who was as disruptive as he is? I mean, I, I want to say somebody like uh, like maybe a Brandon Graham who played a little bit of a different style, but was was every bit as disruptive. I mean, how far back do you have to go to get to somebody who's doing what Chase did? Uh, I mean, if we're if we're just going along the entire defensive line, I guess last year with Mo Hurst, but. I, I, it it does seem yeah I mean yeah, I, I think what, a different player right yeah I mean that, but, but yeah that, that's still kind of like slicing in he's kind of making those kind of Mohurst plays where he just kind of goes through people, which I don't know if he did as much last year he was kind of like running around or like caught up, caught it to people when they broke the pocket kind of thing. Yep. But uh, I mean yeah he's just been fantastic like it's just I, I think we've been kind of the level of the defensive line play the last few years has just really kind of spoiled us because. You, you do kind of have to sit back and go, oh, my goodness, the, the plays this guy's making her are ridiculous. Yeah, but, and, and, and yet we're sitting here going, oh, well, that's par for the course. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an NFL first-round pick that, that's doing that, uh, and you don't get those every every year. Yeah, so but, but I, I, I do think your, your Brandon Graham is probably, you know, the, a, a good analog in terms of a little more similar position uh, in terms of the, but in terms of their impact on, on the game. Uh, just a guy you have to account yeah. for on every snap, for sure. So absolutely, and I think getting Gary back along the defensive line, even if he's just out there, is something mm -hmm. that maybe Wisconsin doesn't have to account for too. Because my hunch is that Wisconsin is willing to bet that that their big boys can uh, can beat our big boys. Um, but but generally speaking, I like Gary out there because he forces the offense to that he's facing to account for him. 
Yeah. It, regardless yes. of, of what he's actually done, what his statistics are, whatever. And that's why I sort of roll my eyes at people who, who, who might say that Gary is overrated or statistically not doing much. It's like, ask the other, ask the opposing coaches who they're worried about. Them. Yeah. And I, 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 it's one of those things where I, I feel bad because he's always the second. It seems like he's the, the guy a half second behind like, yeah. the quarterback. And it's usually because he's had to beat one more guy than everybody. Else. Absolutely. Or he's getting held. So I, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but even him with kind of half a sh- you know one and a half shoulders, I think, is going to be better than than most right. of the people that, that can trot out onto the field in, in the Big Ten. So I, I absolutely agree that having him back is a him and, and him and Carlo Kemp at minimum. Yep, I think this weekend it would be huge in terms of uh, you know holding up. Uh, yeah, against Wisconsin's uh, rushing attack, which is I think the key to that, the key to the game. So um, the Brandon Watson pick was interrupted at least on my feed by the Supreme Court announcement. Oh, I was so mad. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, w- I was somewhat mad on multiple uh, multiple yes. levels and don't don't have to go into that too too much, but you know, so so you get NBC news or whatever whatever it was. Uh, yeah, breaking sorry, news just, that everyone knew was going to happen for the last 3 yeah, exactly. days. And it was like, okay, yeah, I thought this was done. This was already like why are you and, and then they cut back and it's Brandon Watson carrying, <laughs> yes. carrying down the field with no one around him. And I'm going, of course, we, we couldn't <laughs> miss a first and 10 slam into the, into the line for one yard. Yeah. We, had to miss, we had to miss the pick six. So I have no thoughts on the pick six other than I assume it was spectacular. I, I mean, it was a, a crossing route that he just kind of got in front of and the, the guy threw it. Like, yeah. I mean, it was a he's really been he's been he's been really good this year. Like, I, he, I think. He he was a really pleasant surprise last year in terms of his ability to kind of deflect passes and stuff. But this year, with the amount of playing time he seems to be getting, and he he's kind of the one, you know, whether it's him being tested more or what, I'm not sure. But he's the one who's kind of come up with uh, the bigger plays out of that cornerback group in terms of uh, you know interceptions and that kind of stuff. So uh, really really good to see. You know, it's always good to see a a defensive guy get a touchdown. So. Yeah, absolutely. And this this defense has done a really nice job. I think that uh, they are um, way wildly positive in turnover margin uh, this year. And I know that a lot of the uh, the turnover margin stuff is sort of up to the football gods. But, uh, you know, I think that they're doing a really nice job uh, defensively. And so so honestly, like they, they were good. We're going to know, I think, a lot more about the defense after this next game and and the two subsequent games uh, mm-hmm. uh, here. So so it'll be it'll be a lot of fun, I think, to watch them grow. I mean, I think they're certainly ready for Wisconsin. Uh, I don't uh, think that they are uh, going to be pushed around to the degree that Wisconsin was able to push around, like a BYU, for example. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so um, <laughs> that was a, yeah, it's a little little subtle shade there but uh so, so offensively i thought that this was shay's best game as a wolverine is that is that is that wrong am i right I, now i have not admittedly not looked at stats i've not mm-hmm. looked at pass rating to my eyeballs this was shay's best game uh i think he he definitely made some really good plays uh i've had like uh, the one where he had like three touchdowns to dpj sticks out of my mind kind of because with the variety he you know that Hit the long bomb down the center, hit the hit the crossing route and stuff. But I think, uh, in terms of kind of running around and making plays against a a more uh, substantive defense, uh, could definitely tip that uh, in this game's favor. Because uh, yeah, there's a there's a you know there's a few touch probably a couple touchdowns that we don't really make without his kind of escapability improvisation. Which isn't to say that I thought you know he had to run for his life because of the you know, line protection kind of things. It was another game where he had time to throw. Uh, and, are you mad? Uh, are you mad about his pick? Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm uh, a ball that's kind of tipped that was you know towards the sideline. Usually, that's a pretty safe you know tip goes out of bounds. Yeah. So I, I you know, and 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 Gentry did come back to the ball and seemed to high point it to me. It's just I think I think the defender got a hand in right. Was that what it was? It was extremely fortuitous as well that uh, that Maryland had a DB running yeah back towards the play at that exact time. Yeah. No, I'm not mad. The, the the one thing I will say about Shea and and I will ride or I will ride it ride or die with this more often than not, don't get me wrong, but he will escape the pocket, he'll keep his eyes downfield and all these great things. But every time he does it and every time he takes just even one more step, I tend to tighten up a little bit more 
as I see him motioning people with his hand <laughs> doing all the backyard football stuff because I know that like late things like late throws across your body are almost always picked yes. off. <laughs> so he's not done it to date. And further, I don't I don't think that the gentry throw was an example of, <laughs> of, of a poor decision. I thought it was it was a little bit sort of uh bad luck in, in a lot of ways. But yeah. But yeah, so so it, it, nine times out of ten, I like Shay's escape escapability, and I like the fact he keeps down his eyes downfield. I will I will say I start to pucker a little bit when when he starts doing it too much. The, the defenders yeah. can see those hand movements also is the problem. Yes. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> now we'll now we, we do have the people that like and you know to your point you know he did that and I I also am not a big fan of that but if you know Gentry moved, came back to the ball he's six eight you know he and he put it to a point oh. where he you know was pretty much. Should have been pretty much the only one guy that could get. I think the defender probably made a good play, but like going back to the the McKeon one, uh, the McKeon one back at Northwestern, he didn't really come back to it, and that's where that comes back to get you to you. So you kind of have to have that communication, you know, both ways for that to kind of work. But I I agree, I would like to see a little less of that, and maybe, you know, the actual play itself. I don't think there's much to blame, but I you know looking back, maybe there was a a read early on that he could have you know thrown the ball to you know, before he had to escape the pocket, because it seems like he's a little more willing to kind of hang on to it and, and look for something else as opposed to maybe his, yeah, his he's, got a little, he's got a little Manziel to his game. Yes. Uh, but I, right? but then I, I, you know, I can't see the, the whole field and maybe there was nobody open. That's entirely possible, but he does seem to do, uh, uh, you know, fairly so, often. Uh, Gentry, do you expect Gentry's role in the passing offense to, continue to to flourish as it is now or or do you think that uh, defenses are going to start to lock onto him or at least not let him escape the way that uh th that he has um that's a good question I, I mean i think if the if the if the running game continues uh, you know at, at the pace it has and the outside receivers continue to be any threat at all which was not the case last year i think it's it'll be tough to cover him like you know to i mean you can key on him but one, he can probably, you know, out jump a linebacker or a safety uh, for, for a ball. And also, you know, his speed, I think, is also going to put him past at least the linebacker level. So it's a he's a he's a tough guy to, to kind of plan for. I think I think they'll probably try to focus more on him, but I'm not sure how much that's actually going to affect his production just because of his his tool set. Seven catches, 112 yards on Saturday against Maryland. He's Michigan's leading receiver. Um, going into next week, he's a huge target. I think, uh, you know, I think, I think honestly, if his blocking will even marginally improve, he's he's going to be an NFL tight end. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think the way the NFL is going, they'll give him a shot anyway, just because of the the pass catching yes. and and people will just assume they can make him a better blocker or something. Right. But uh, I absolutely agree. Yeah, that 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 set of uh, size and you know enough speed to be dangerous. Uh, yeah. How big of a groan did you let out? I, I think it was. I think it was Gentry, anyways. Oh, the screen. Uh huh. The screen. <laughs> when, oh, because, because I'm. I'm even not. I'm not all that nuanced of a football viewer. But man, I saw that. I saw the two big guys in front of him, and then I saw him cut behind just... them and back towards midfield. And I was, like, "What are you doing, dude?" It's a wall uh, to the left, just yeah. to the left sideline. It's just open space. Right. It's just. Oh, yeah, that was. Alone. Right. I mean, that's the thing is a running back there when he, when a running back catches that screen, he knows I'm going to be patient. I'm going to let these guys get some yeah. bodies, people, and then I'm going to explode based on where they put those bodies. Yeah. Uh, Gentry only knows one thing is catch the ball and run as fast and as hard as I can upfield. And he did so the complete wrong direction. Yes. <laughs> but, I, but I mean, that that kind of play that, you know, kind of fake screen that uh, one of the. One of the few poor throws I think Shea had where he overthrew Peoples Jones that was just wide oh, on that lip screen, that yeah. little like uh that little sort of bubble screen fake and yes. then Peoples Jones just kind of wanders out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, so, yeah that's something no one, that no one follows him. <laughs> that people kind of said, Oh, why why would you pull that out, you know, there? And I and I kind of get that, but also like plays can work more than like one time, right? I mean yeah. so also also we say that as though the coaching staff doesn't have things that build <laughs> off of these yes. things, right? Yeah. Uh, because now, next time you're going to throw the bubble screen, mm -hmm. and you're going to catch one of their DBs taking a couple steps yeah. back because he had it drilled into his head that one of the guys out of that diamond formation or that trips formation Could is going to slip out, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. so, 
like you know i i i don't I don't get too worked up uh, over the the notion that you're you're somehow unveiling plays before they need to be to be unveiled. Yes. Okay. I I, I agree, and it, it was one of the clearest things that, to my you know neophyte understanding of the the, you know deeper right. strategy of football that I could see from one game to the next, it was like, oh, you just because yeah. they you know they did so many screens, to wide receiver screens against Northwestern. It's kind of like, what are we doing with all these screens? And then you're like, oh. You saw it against, uh, you know, you saw it, you saw that what I'm talking about in, in North against Northwestern in the same game. They mm-hmm. ran that weird formation the first time they gave it to, uh, to Higdon, I think, for a touchdown. And the, the next time they picked up a nice first down, uh, yes. throw them. So, uh, uh, you know, you've seen, you've seen this already. So I don't think we unveiled anything that we didn't want to unveil and put on film this game. I, I just can't imagine we did. The other thing to keep in mind is that. Football players, they're humans. They're not characters on Madden. Like yes. they've worked on, the, they've worked on this sweet ass play all all week. Like, yeah, they want to run it. Yeah, yeah. Take out of it. That's fun. Yeah. It's allowed to be fun. And if yeah, and if yeah. the throws on target, that's all, it's a walk in. So, oh yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely. They did ask. They asked Gentry what he could do to to improve himself, and he said maybe quotes maybe getting a little better vision and trusting my blocking a little bit. <laughs> yes, young man. But that's not bad for a converted quarterback. No, uh, out of, you know, no, yeah. You know? keep, keep catching the ball, and I'll, I'll take a you know one one route biff or two a once in yep. a while. So, yep. So the blocking, the 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 pass blocking, we are we're officially to the point now where it's not leading the section on on offense uh, on the offense. I thought it was it was good. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that that this week, unlike the Northwestern game, where I thought Shea was a little antsy in the pocket. Uh, I thought that he knew that he had the protection and he was able to step up and really start to push that ball down the field mm-hmm. a little bit rather, rather than, than get bail, bail out of things and start throwing off of, from weird angles, from weird arm slots with, with your weird footwork. I thought that, that he knew he had good protection this week and, and, and really delivered some nice balls down the field. The, the best one being that, that holding call that uh. people came back, which was, you can't, I don't care if you're Peyton Manning or Tom or Drew Brees. I suppose that that should be my new go-to, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't you know, Tom Brady, whoever you pick your guy. It's not going to be a better throw than that. Yeah, that, yeah. That, I was uh, that say that and the uh, Dylan McCaffrey like seventy-five yard run. I'm just like the fact that I, those plays were taken from me. It's just so yes. sort of, so upsetting. <laughs> it's just not fair. Like, I, I want right. to watch those this summer. I want to see those and go. Huh, wasn't that awesome? Right. right. But yeah, uh, I, I, I I absolutely agree about uh, him being more comfortable in the pot. You didn't see him kind of start, you know, tuck the ball and then have to like do kind of four steps in a weird semicircle because the pocket was still there. So he didn't couldn't tell where to to escape right. to. When he escaped the pocket, the pocket was breaking down uh, yep. this week. So yeah, I think definitely, you know, understandably, he's it t- took a little while to start to trust that that was going to happen because I would still probably turtle at the slightest possible hint of. Well, and, and I mean, Ruiz is starting to mash too yes. on that offensive line. Uh, he is going to be a very good center. Yeah, it, uh, it's about time one of those sure things kind of started to actually yeah. come through for us. So that's been excellent to see. Yep, and and so the the other, and I know that you don't have like a preloaded. I'm I'm asking you to to go deep in the memory banks, <laughs> right? The 95 yard drive that we put together. Uh, immediately following uh, the the interception score, uh, at least I, th- I think that's when it was. Either way, that that ninety five yard drive, you know which one I'm talking. Yeah, about. it was after the interception. I'll like, yeah, they didn't after score, the interception, but, yeah. they punted. Right, right, right. And that was the best drive that Michigan has put together in years, maybe since Harbaugh's been here. And I, I know that's a that's a tough a tough statement to make, but I can't remember a drive where the game is still very much in question. You've had some weird things happen to you, and the momentum is firmly on the other side, such as as we believe momentum is a thing. Mm-hmm. And you come in on your own five yard line, and you push the ball down the field, and you score a touchdown to to effectively end the game. There, there, Maryland was not coming back. Yeah, I, I it's definitely up there. I, I think there might have been, you know, one or two drives in at, at the latter half of the 2015 season once Rudock really got. Yeah. Going like in that Indiana game, there was some really impressive drives, and I think That's a like yeah. uh, 2016. I think those earlier games were kind of we kind of forget 
kind of how, you know, and this might go against like kind of your point about the game being in doubt, but how just kind of clinical uh, the, the offense kind of was early on in that, in, you know, through most of that season. Uh, We're getting there though with this offense. Yes. I know that it's not, it, it's, it's not as polished as, as I think I'd like it to be or anybody. I mean, I don't know what, what is, I mean, everyone wants to score a touchdown every drive, right? But, yeah. Uh, we're starting to get to the point where I'm not super duper it's third and four and that's fine. We're on schedule and we're going to pick it up and we're going to keep moving. And that was what those Rudock teams really, uh, Jake Rudock teams really, uh, really felt like yeah. is, is that there was little panic. We were, there was a plan. We are almost always ahead of schedule. Uh, Higdon is an absolute just uh, workhorse running back. And it's really fun to see that, I think. Yes. Uh, I know we've had some workhorse running backs, but to me, the ultimate workhorse running back uh, was was Chris Perry. And I, I, Higdon reminds me a lot of Chris Perry. He does kind of have that mix of uh, speed and still uh, ability to kind of run inside, and you're not thinking he's going to get, uh, you know, blown over at the slightest uh, hit from a, right. from a linebacker for sure. I think that, yeah, that is probably, a, that is probably the, what you have to go back to to find that kind of combo. Uh, Three star from Sarasota, Florida. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, replacing uh, Mike Weber on basically on yeah. signing day. So absolutely not bad. Yeah, uh, I, I, I definitely. Yeah, I, I agree with the, uh, with that, with that aspect of it. It's, it's, it's great. And also having uh, hurt, hurt, Hurtland Ben Basin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my yes. god! Like that, that combined with his touchdown was just like, oh my god, this guy is reached skyward to touch the hand of God. <laughs> And then descended back on the football field to rumble another six or seven. Uh, like uh, that linebacker just like hit him clean and just nothing. It didn't matter. You know, He's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> how many times do you see people like? I, I'm impressed by, by by humans hurtling other humans. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make it sound as though I'm unimpressed by this, right? Yes. But so often you see somebody try a hurdle and they get up there and maybe they even land before they get hit but they get hit a yard later yeah. and it's it's not really a clean hurdle this thing was clean yes. he hurdled he landed he kept going like it was it was really it was really something. Now, it didn't have uh, the it didn't have the track form that Chris Evans this last year did i will say that no <laughs> it was not no now that leg extension was not quite there but but the result was the same but it it, it was it was good. Yeah. We ran a we ran a set with two fullbacks and scored out. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> Just, and the guy caught like a diving pass in the end. Uh huh. I mean, that is like no. you, we we talked about being sort of somewhat crotchety Michigan fans. I mean, that was was a thing of beauty. I yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the other thing is again when you talk about building, you get this weird thing where where last week everyone all oh, the play calling was so conservative and, and I I don't have major yeah. problems with the play calling. And then this week we finally do open it up, and everyone's saying, "Oh well, why are we putting all these things on film?" What? What? what <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> and I, and I, one thing I'd be interested to go back and look is what our drive efficiency is in the second half uh -huh. in terms of scoring, because I feel like the last three or four games we've kind of had the oh well they scored on like five or six drives in the second half or scored on their, on their last you know four drives in a row and like even the Northwestern game you had field goal field goal like punt touchdown i think and then and then that last drive so i, I th like maybe an underrated aspect of this is like second half adjustments because it feels like the offense has uh, there's yeah. not a game i can think of that the offense hasn't come out in the second half and, and looked better i i no, you're absolutely right. that. and now and now harbaugh can put two fullbacks on the field and the defense has to think my god he might pass yes. out of this for me <laughs> right so so there there's just that that opens up a myriad of different things you can do from from there. And so I think you're going to see my, my I'll bet you a dollar we see that formation again and I'll bet you another dollar they do something different. Oh yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it uh, really feels like it, it's finally coming together a little bit and you start to look at, you know, there's you know, you know, weapons at at every position. Like it it feels like so it's it yeah, it's exciting but again, you know, we got to we got to see them kind of do it uh, you know, uh, under the under the lights, right? So in in, in, the, in the big <laughs> yes. in the big game sort of thing. It's, UTL five or whatever or whatever yeah, yeah. version we're the, on. The, the ten point output against Notre Dame is not gonna not gonna do it uh, these next three weeks. So uh, I think the the, the tools are all there. Let's so let's get it. Yeah, absolutely, and and special teams. I thought Norden uh, Quinn Nordine hitting. Uh, uh, that chip shot. I thought over the net. Did it went over the net? Uh, yeah, his. I so I I don't think I don't know if I've ever like 
the fact that I'm noticing this maybe is enough in itself, but I, I guess I've never really looked at it before. But like I was sitting at Northwestern, I was sitting on the about even with the the the, the goalposts on the yeah. sideline, and his two field goals. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a field goal get through that quickly. <laughs> like the just, just yeah, like the the, yeah. the force which it, with he's able to kick a ball is just. Now, does he still have the wild thing haircut? Uh, I, I don't think so, and that really bums me out. Man, I wanted last year. I wanted Harbaugh like like this is how I envisioned the locker room, which was like pregame, you know, on a Friday before Saturday. You know, we're we're taking the bus into the stadium. Uh, we're staying at the hotel. Remember, guys, suits and ties, except for you, Nordine. <laughs> you're wearing, you're wearing the cutoff. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I, uh, can he? Having this like take no crap kicker <laughs> uh, just cracks me up for oh, some reason, yeah. and I think we should really lean into that. Uh, I want him ripping the the sleeves off the uh, off the suit <laughs> and coming off. I want the the dangling cross um, earring. Yes, and I, and uh, I need the the, the skull and bones uh, glasses. <laughs> just under. Yes, yeah, oh. exactly. I want him to go full wild thing. But it is uh, in all serious, like he he's a weapon. He's making these kicks, and he's got a leg that uh, my hunch is is that Jim does not feel all that uh, poorly about giving him a shot at 45 yards plus and I, my hunch is we're going to need that at some yeah. point. Yeah, and, and yeah, so. and the 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 yeah, I mean it looks like an NFL kicker to me. The the, the way he kicks the those yeah. 45 50 yard, you know, 55 yarders it's just like, "Oh, this is you know, this is this is not a squeaker he, in terms of he blasted that short one through like it was routine." Mm -hmm. And it, and it probably went like you know somewhere up near the space station. Yeah. And, and I and I can say I watched the just like walked up the field like <laughs> yeah that's this is uh, like, during half uh, the halftime warmups at, at Northwestern I watched him go to the to one of the legs of the N so about fifty nine yards and just just pop it through like snap hold every, and, and everything not off a tee just and I, Oh, right. okay. Well worth, well worth the tree climbing sleepover. Yes, I, I think. yes. Uh, you know, just because a guy skydives out of a plane and, and lands on something committing to Penn State doesn't mean he's decided. I think is what we've learned here. Right. That's right. What we've a, also uh, learned that James Franklin can screw up just about anything in a late in oh, a late situation. Man, uh, I, oh. Oof. Can you imagine? How many? How many? I imagine because I watched all those Lloyd Carr teams, yeah. and I love Lloyd yeah. Carr, really love Lloyd Carr. But I watched all those. I know exactly what it feels like to run yeah. this like beautiful wide open offense for about three quarters, and then yeah. just shell <laughs> just, into the. Just pack it away. Pack that up nice and safe. We've got to get on the bus. You have. You have. Ohio State has not. This is. I know this is old, and I apologize, but this is my rant. They haven't stopped McStorley once. And, and every single time he ro rolls out, he either hits a guy downfield or runs for about 10 you, you have to. That's happened every single yeah. time. Why on earth are you, are at, you taking the ball? At minimum, you ha yeah, yeah, hey, he's the guy you have to give the opportunity to make the play. Because I, 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 I don't, their running back, I think, did very little on, on the day. So it was just. Uh, they're running, they were running into, like, they were running into, somehow Ohio State had, like, 14 guys on the field, and they were all. <laughs> Right where the running back yeah. wanted to go, I mean, it was it was unreal that that. But either way, that's right. a a complete diversion. We will we will move on here to uh, the the big bust which happened in the kicking game. Look, I I don't know much about kickoff coverage except the stay in your lanes mm -hmm. function that you have sort of lane responsibility and it's your job to stay there. And and to my eyes on the replay, I saw I think about three Michigan players in the middle of the field. Running into in, running into one another while their little zippy guy was zipping down the sideline. Yeah, he didn't even really have that. to make like a cut or anything. No. So I'm I'm wondering no. almost if if the if the play for you know, quote quote unquote play was like a kickoff in the sure. middle and people just weren't like paying attention that it because it, he caught it on the far like left side. And just kind of yeah. just kind of yeah. ran and he kept running down the left side. Yeah. It was it was one of those. It was one of those Madden, you know, Madden <laughs> video game touchdowns where you catch it and you just run, and and the the you know, a random number generator has decided that <laughs> yes. you're going to score a touchdown on this on this kickoff, and you do, and <laughs> you didn't have yeah. to do anything. So, uh, yeah, and so that sucked. I'd like to do less of that uh, if we can. I, I don't have very much constructive commentary to say. It, it, it's one of those that I'd have to see it again 
happen again to really start to question it because yeah, I yeah, uh, beyond that, you know, I, I can't remember much kickoff coverage. Period. So I think that's been good. But but yeah, that was definitely a weird kind of like oh he's running, okay uh, he's yeah. still okay I guess all right fine we two guys yeah. got in the picture and I guess that's that's all all that's going to happen. So the uh, general generally speaking, special teams uh, did 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 uh, well on the kicking game and not so good on the kick return game uh, or defending yes. kick return. You understand yeah. what I mean. Um, here's a question on the officiating side of things. I noticed, uh, a discernible swing towards calling what appeared to be something of a fair game. At least I don't re recall there being outside of the holding call that called the DPJ touchdown back much sort of hand wringing at the officiating. And so here's my question. Did we complain too soon? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we probably got our two holding calls for the season. So that's a bummer. Uh, to kind of waste him here, but I, I <laughs> exactly statistically, we're not due for another holding call for another yeah. four games now. But uh, no, yeah, I in terms of officiating, I, I didn't. It was it was kind of it's one of those games also where it's kind of like you're ahead by the, so much that like that that holding call was the the biggest one I can remember as the the egregious example. But uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll find out if we've if we've peaked too soon. Yeah, but uh. It would be so, so, so on brand for Michigan to do a statistical analysis of holding calls in conference play over the over Jim Harbaugh's tenure, have it bubble up to the to the point where people are starting to talk about it in the mainstream mm -hmm. media uh, and everything else, only to have the the correction come against <laughs> Maryland <laughs> yeah. in a game that you're going to win by by yes. four scores, uh, <laughs> and then it goes right back to normal against the meat of the schedule. But I will say this, honestly, if if Michigan pulls back up into the mean on these holding calls uh, after the somewhat public outcry, that will be something. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I think um, it's, uh, like I said last week, I don't really, the numbers are so egregiously skewed uh, against Michigan that I don't really begrudge anything or anybody for the... Uh, the conspiracy theory uh, thought thought process, and boy, oh boy, if Michigan pulls back up into the mean, I really won't begrudge them. The, I mean, I'm not saying that, that Delaney meeting people in parking garages with with a voice modulator telling them to, to screw Michigan, but like, boy, um, uh, I thought it was much much more fairly officiated this uh, this go around. I thought that the screw ups, like the the holding call that called back the touchdown, were not of maybe like the nefarious nature, and more on just general incompetence yes. <laughs> um which is an improvement uh, yeah, I, so, I, I think and... this kind of gets to something i don't I, I don't know if you listen to wtka much uh but sam webb was, has always has been harping on for i think a couple of years now uh about accountability for for referee decisions because yeah. like i i think this is kind of one of the, the first examples i can think of where someone actually like had something akin to a stat sheet on a refereeing performance yeah. And it actually pointed out something that, you know, intended or not, is is a problem. So I, I think yeah. there needs to be a little bit more of this. And maybe, you know, I think these guys need to be a little bit more answerable to to their performance. I, I mean, I, th I think the guy who threw the holding call on Higdon uh, last week is just still going. Just nothing. Even though the Big Ten was like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was wrong. Oh, yeah, no, there's no accountability. And frankly, we don't pay these yeah. guys enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to hold them, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. So, like, uh, you know, it's it's one thing to to say, well, why isn't there an ac any accountability? Well, you know, put some stakes in the game for them, and then yeah, hold. This them is very much a, a help me help uh, you situation. So, absolutely, absolutely. So we can now, uh, after this word from our <laughs> sponsor, go to the uh, the preview of the of the Wisconsin game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I, could, I, 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 I could riff on. Uh, uh, <laughs> Unkissed pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's see. I ate some spaghetti today. Can spaghetti sponsor our podcast? Uh, <laughs> Might be tough to collect on so, that one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dear Italy, <laughs> you owe us. We hype spaghetti yeah. so hard. Uh, <laughs> um, so, 
you know, I, I think that generally speaking at this point in the season, Michigan has performed almost exactly how I thought they would, minus maybe the bump a little bit at Northwestern. But the record falls well within what I assumed it would it would be, uh, the, knowing that the Notre Dame game was always mm-hmm. going to be a toss-up, right? So we lose that by seven on the road in a loss that is aging better and better as time goes on. Um, and so, you know, I, I think Michigan has taken care of business uh, in this section of their schedule. And now we're going to find out what this team is. And that starts on Saturday against Wisconsin, uh, where they're going to bring in an experienced quarterback. They're going to bring in the best offensive line in the country, probably. Uh, and and they're going to uh, be a test that, that we have not faced, at least uh, mm-hmm. since Notre Dame. Yes. Uh, right. And so uh, I, I do think I, Michigan is favored uh, in, in this game. Uh, it's something of a something of a toss up, but but I think Michigan holds holds what I think the four it was a four point spread last right. time I I checked, and so uh, and you know these things move, but um, you know Michigan's favored. I, I do think on paper, anyways, that Michigan's probably a little bit better, but this is going to be this is going to be a test. It's going to be the first test since Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, yeah, Wisconsin's always a weird team because it's always it's just weird. one of those things where I'm just like okay. Kind of <laughs> like I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, they've been very consistent. They've been very, you know, solid, but it's just, it's that thing where that, you know, the, the wins they've piled up in that division. I'm just kind of like, okay. I mean, kind of, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and they probably should have yeah, lost. And, Iowa. Yeah, they, they, I, right. yeah. They have not been quite as, as, as dominant as people were expecting this year up to this point. I think they've got, the, they certainly have the potential to be their running backs. Fantastic. The quarterback is, is very solid. Uh, their defense seems to be finally letting them down a little bit. They don't have like a hundred different linebackers that just seem to replace each other, which is nice. That, that, that's finally ending. But <laughs> it's it's Wisconsin's the team that's just like last year. Michigan was in that game despite all their trials and tribulations. The year before that, it was only a seven point win, but I think they out we out Michigan out gained Wisconsin by two hundred yards. Like that was just a weird, annoying game where it was like this should be not not close. So they don't ask. They don't ask uh, quarterback Alex Hornibrook to do yeah. much, uh, and by that I mean he's got 114 attempts this season. He's completed 73 of them. That's he's completing them at a 64 percent clip. He's got seven touchdowns. He's got two interceptions. He hasn't done that thing this year that he did uh, uh, last year, where like if you give him the opportunity, he will probably turn the ball yeah. over. Uh, last year he had 15 uh, interceptions uh, on the year. Uh, with with similar similar at least he's on pace for similar number of attempts so he seems to be taking taking care of the ball more which you would you would anticipate given that he is a year older and a year more experienced but they don't ask him to do much I mean for for comparison's sake um, here you know Shea Patterson has 138 uh, attempts so he's got uh, about 25 really? more attempts wow. he's, yeah 138 attempts and the yards is what really stands out I mean. Hornigbrook's got 963 yards. Uh, Patterson's got 1187. So it's uh, it's really uh, they they don't ask him they don't ask him to, to sling the ball as much. And keep in mind, Shea Patterson's 138 attempts this year uh, are. I mean, we we've not asked no, him to it, do it, much. It, it, so, it just, so we haven't asked yeah. him to do much. That means Hornigbrook's really not doing much. Yeah, Wisconsin has been in a few more closer games. So I would have really expected that to be the opposite. Yeah, right. And the reason that he's not asked to do much is because Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah. is their running back. And he is averaging 6.7 yards a carry. Uh, he's got uh, eight touchdowns on the year, and uh, he's a load. He's got... Uh, uh, he's got 126 carries. Compare that. We we think we have a workhorse. He's got 101 carries. Okay. Hampton does. Uh, you know, so so Taylor's absolutely uh, their their guy. They're going to ride him. They do have Taiwan Deal uh, as well, who's going to who would who will come in and spell uh, Taylor uh, a little bit, and he's got some pop to him as well. Uh, he scored three touchdowns so far this year. So um, you know, really. It's sort of interesting. I my, my hunch is is that this Michigan defense is going to say you're not going to beat us running. You're going to have to pass. Yes, the ball. absolutely. Make 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 Hornibrook 
uh, Vicha, if, if if he's able to make that many plays, then then I guess that's how it's going to go. But I, I have you watched have you watched Wisconsin play? Like, I mean, I, you're looking at the statistics and everything is one thing, but what I don't know is 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 their rushing attack more laterally, uh, or is it more just straight? My my hunch is just knowing the worldview of Wisconsin and their people. It's it's more just yes, North absolutely. I, I've watched I watched uh, some of the Iowa game and I've watched some of last week's uh, game against Nebraska, and it's just. Yeah, I, I, Jonathan Taylor is not a guy. He's not a, a Saquon Barkley where getting him out in space is where he's the most dangerous. He's just kind of uh, he he'll he'll make a someone miss in the hole, and then he's just kind of he's got enough speed to kind of just get. So he's it's going to be one of those annoying games where uh, it's going to be third and three a lot. Yes, for for Wisconsin run because they will have picked, they will have ground out the first two downs and. Uh, Hornibrook's going to complete probably a fair share of of very annoying first down conversions. Uh, my hunch is that Michigan stops them more often, uh, or, or or enough to to not let them. Uh, put it this way: I'm not worried that Wisconsin's about to put yes. fifty on. You know, uh, uh, I do worry a little bit about them absolutely controlling and dictating the pace and and the posture of the game and exerting their will on the game in much the same way uh, Notre Dame was able to. Um, but but even then, you know, so what? They score 21, 24, something like that. The defense downloads it and figures it out by the second half, and and you're off to the races. Yeah, so, and, and, yeah. and watching uh, the Nebraska game in particular, kind of seeing Wisconsin's defense, and Iowa actually too, just the way they, you know, just seemed to kind of continue to give up yards and points was, was, was surprising to me, uh, you know, after watching the Wisconsin defense the last few years. So I think – you know, if I, I think this comes down to yeah, stopping the run, and if the offense can just kind of be what they've been, I, I'm I'm feeling, I'm feeling you know more confident about about this game, and I, I and I think this is a critical one to have at home. It's the first one of these three games, you know, uh, you know the three big the test games in this middle of the season, and and getting this one I think can really kind of build that momentum into those next two because losing, you know, losing this one, then you're really desperate going to Michigan State, and that, for whatever reason, that team just doesn't seem to care about any other game. But Michigan, and... <laughs> that game's yeah, 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 it could. Right? I, I also could, you know what, I think it's about time that Mark D'Antonio ran out of fairy dust and we just put the beating on them that they deserve. Uh, and I think that's what we're capable of doing. So, but Did you see Chase Winovich, Winovich talking about... Uh... The fact that Ohio State, at least they respect the players and they have pretty good relationships with the players over there in Michigan State. They yeah, just don't oh even yeah. like, they don't even like yeah. the guys. <laughs> yeah, it's much the same, really, on my side uh, with, with the, the, the fans of the two schools, honestly, mm -hmm. for the most yes. part. Uh, you know, they're, they're, I, I can't believe I'm, this is, if Scott were here, he would vehemently disagree. In my opinion, there are good Ohio State fans. Uh, out there, there are no good <laughs> Michigan. State. I mean, I haven't, I haven't met any. So I guess I'll. <laughs> but, uh... So prediction time. Um, you know, I, I frankly, uh, I, I am a little bit concerned about the offensive line of Wisconsin's ability to sort of dictate the line of scrimmage against a defensive line that is, uh, being sort of. Potentially together depleted. with injury. Yes. But that said, our depleted defensive line is probably better than any defensive line, certainly this, that Wisconsin mm -hmm. faced to date and might face all year. And so I, I, I'm, I, I, if I'm concerned about something, that's it. But uh, I'm, I'm not all that concerned about it. I think this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be a lot closer, certainly than Nebraska and Maryland was. I don't think I'm going to be looking at the scoreboard uh, in the second quarter and saying, oh, Wisconsin only has 20 yards. <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I do kind of think that this might be a game where Michigan bounces between like a four and a 10 point lead throughout most of the second half. And there are some, some puckering moments where, uh, where Wisconsin threatens to score and make it, uh, something closer than, than a one score game or, or they draw within three or four or one mm -hmm. or something like that. And, um, you know, they might have, they might have the ball in the fourth with a chance to, to take the lead or tie. Uh, and, and, but, but ultimately I think Michigan wins. I think Michigan wins something like, um, something like 27, 24. Okay. Yeah. It, it's really a, it's, I, I'm in completely a two minds and it's all based on, like you said, who, who, who trots out there on the defensive line. If we have, 
you know, worst case scenario, if we have none of those guys, then, well, I don't think that's realistic because people have basically said that Gary's going to play. Uh, so I guess if, if we only have Gary, then I think, then I think we're in for a, for a dogfight that could get frustrating in terms of, of giving up those, those critical rushing yards. If we, whereas if we have, you know, Gary, if Kemp is fine, which I, is what I'm betting on, and then one of Solomon or, or Dwarfor is able to play some, I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about our ability to kind of shut them down. I, I, I think, uh, that, you know, the, the linebackers, I, I'm confident in their ability to stop, you know, to, to, to clean up maybe some of the mess, uh, from that offensive line in terms of Jonathan Taylor. Nothing gets outside. Nothing gets yeah. outside on the line. Yeah. Now it's, it's now, if he gets to the second right, level, the Taylor's the guy who can run through, right. you know, secondary players. Uh, yep. but yeah. So between that and, and how the, how this offense kind of continues their, their build and momentum, could yeah yeah swings this from a you know a three point game to potentially a, a 14, 17 point game. Yeah, and since so I, I want to enjoy myself, uh, I'm going to go with thirty five fourteen. We've got we've got Wednesday David <laughs> yes. back on the podcast. I yeah. see. Saturday David is no. not nearly this confident for those Saturday night game. <laughs> David is just a complete disaster. Oh, and we oh, gotta sit all around all day and watch all these other teams play and win and lose, and then yeah, it's um, it's fine. It is the, what it the is. atmosphere is uh, fantastic. I'll I admit that, but God, I can't, I can't deal with the lead up to it. <laughs> so, uh, and to make matters even better, I will be at a Halloween costume in which I am, or a Halloween party in which I am expected to be in costume. Uh, so. Uh, if you see, and I don't have a costume picked out yet. In fact, I take any any suggestions you have. But yes, if you will see a uh, a very sort of nervous uh, adult person dressed in some ridiculous costume at a Halloween party, as I frantically check my phone uh, and Twitter for updates uh, and try to keep it together and act like the adult that I am, uh, it's going to be fun. It's okay, so fun, my idea maybe. of guy watching football game. Uh, is not going to to be a possibility for you. <laughs> take one of those like VR headsets and just plant the phone there with the game on and be like, or just like, well, where's your TV? You know, okay, I'll see. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have fun this weekend. We'll be back next week uh, to to recap and to talk a little bit more about Michigan State. And go until blue. then, go blue. We'll be back next week uh, to to recap and to talk a little.